Welcome. Hearthstone the Hell, a Diablo Community Podcast. It is Sunday, July 4th, 2021. You're listening to episode number 28. So, we have a lot of news to catch up on the last couple weeks. We've gotten way more news this week than we have a long time. So, let's get into it, and then I'll tell you what I've been doing, and then, um, yeah. So, Season 23 on Diablo 3 is ending on Sunday, July 18th, which is two weeks from today. Um... So they're thinking that the 23rd or the 30th is going to be the next start of the season. We don't have any word yet on when the season's going to start. But, um, yeah, so like usually they put out the season start before the end of the current season. So we got two weeks to, before we. You know, two weeks before we hear about the start of the next season and what the final patch notes are. The other news is Diablo 4 had a quarterly update. If you guys want to check it out, I would recommend going to Diablo Fans webpage and scrolling down a little bit. And then you'll find it there. Um pretty easy to find at that point. Diablo, I noticed like after like the first two quarterly updates, Diablo 3's webpage is pretty, um, it's pretty shitty at, you know, pointing out where you can get these quarterly updates at because there's literally no thing, to, nothing to click on at the main page, so a lot of rooting around to do. Diablo Immortal. It's closed alpha. Ended on the, I think, the 30th of June. And I sent in my final thoughts of the game via Reddit. Um, you know, what I thought of the game and the bugs and stuff that I that I found and you know basically replicating them and stuff like that but um so yeah quarterly update it's it's basically a visual one it's be a lot better to for you guys to look at than for me to explain what what is in it but um basically they made it as real as possible for all the characters. You know, they show a picture of Lilith and stuff like that and the thing. And they go into, you know, with the with the so much detail in this game that um you know, they're going to be able to re- render cutscenes you know, with using the character models that are literally on the screen because they're so detailed that 
you know, there's also going to be the main Blizzard animation um, cinematics that we all know and love at this point. And they have, you know, they expanded on the dyes that you can add to your armors and stuff like that. Basically transmog stuff. And, um, yeah, so it's it's pretty interesting to look at and to watch. There's a lot of videos on there of, you know, character models and stuff like that. So if you guys get a chance, um, take a look at it. Like I said, on Diablo fans' webpage is probably the easiest way to find it. And then just scroll down a little bit, and there's, as of today, the, the first main headline right now. Top main headline is the quarterly update. Um, so yeah, that I think is all the news in a nutshell. I don't know. I'm pretty sure I mentioned that they updated the PTR, but the PTR is over at this point. But they they added stuff to the legendary weapon or the ethereal weapons. I got it right this time. And basically made it so you know only played Demon Hunter, I didn't play anything else. They basically made it so if you're using a wind force spell Basically, that's going to be your best multi-shot build bow. If you're using, have another bow, think that pierces and stuff. If you're going to do the the god build, you know the god set. That's going to be the bow you're going to want. And then there's another bow that they're saying is for speeds or something like that. I'm not quite 100% sure. But, yeah, I did, um, I did all right in the PTR with the, with the bow. Um, since they added the resource cost reduction to the bow and the discipline, it made it a worthwhile bow to have at that point. And, um, yeah, it's, it's going to be hard to... And you're going to want two, one of two choices on that bow. You're going to either want the Yang's Recurve Legendary Power, or you're going to want the, you know, the um, the Dawn Legendary Power, and um, you know, cube the other as you get it. But basically, how you're going to play it. Um, season 23 ending guys know I really didn't care about this season. I, was, I really wasn't even going to play this season, really. Didn't care about the season journey until, um, basically until Friday, I, I was like, well, I got some time to, I got some time to kill this weekend. So, we're going to get the season journey done, 
And at that point, I was only up to the fourth, the fourth chapter. And um, so all, you know, basically all Friday night and a little bit of Saturday morning, I went around and I did, you know, basically I did the season journey. Not realizing that when they changed the the set for the for the necromancer, they you no longer had to summon a hundred um, hundred mages. You now had to summon hundred. You basically had to revive a hundred um, enemies. So that made it a little different. And it got a little bit more difficult, but I found that if you, because the first time I tried it, you know, I had obviously the six-piece set bonus, and I had, um, you know, the, the scythe and the shield, um, you know, the skeletal mage bonus thing too. And, um, I failed it. Because I didn't kill all the monsters. I don't know, like, I don't... Seems like they either nerf the... Nerf the power of them, them you know, your, your little skeletons. Or what, but... I, like, I knew, like, the first floor, like, the first room that this... These things don't have the oomph to kill it, and I had, I usually never run a, um, enforcer gem, I had an enforcer gem, I think it was level 50 or something, and I had Tasker and Theo and the cube and everything, and I don't know, it just didn't seem like I got any power, so I failed the first one, and then, um, change the bars around so because you usually have frailty aura and devouring aura and then just walk around you know you get you get essence and everything and everything's all fine and dandy um but i took i think i took devouring aura off and I stuck on skeletal mages at that point. And basically, when I revived a hundred monsters, hundred monsters with the revive thing, took that box off, and I just went on a spamming spree of spamming skeleton skeletal mages and spamming, um, you know, the command skeleton, and I basically murdered the map and never had a problem. I almost failed it because there was two like a few monsters I missed like in a corner but I got them and I I, I finished it I do all the season journey other than mastering a set dungeon and doing a set dungeon I do the rest of it before that so as soon as I tick the master a set dungeon off that basically finishes my season journey I basically have you know I have all the 
all the things that pop off and say, hey, you, you did this and you did this and you did this and here's all your rewards and you're done. And then I immediately blew all my items up. The only thing I have left in my in my stash is basically all my my gems I'm keeping, and that's about it. And all my 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 primal fiendish grips that didn't roll good, that didn't roll perfect. But I could still use them anyway. And the gold wrap that basically rolled perfect uh, for any character that's a dex class, but I think the whole the whole time I played this weekend, I didn't get a single primal, but it is what it is. I really didn't care. I was going to finish the season journey and just give up anyway, but my character's naked, and I logged off, and that was basically it for me in season 23. I have, I don't know, I didn't even have 800 Paragon. I usually hit 800 Paragon the first, the first, first three days of the season. I just, I don't know. I just haven't felt like playing Diablo three. Really want to play Diablo two is what I really want to play. But um, so last week, I really didn't feel like playing WoW. I didn't feel like playing. You know basically anything so I downloaded seven days to die because I've seen wolf crier and everybody's playing it and I played that for a few days basically if you guys never played seven days to die it's basically minecraft and um, minecraft and fallout all in basically one game and I thought it was an alright game. I just, I don't know. I just, it wasn't the game I felt like playing at that point. You know, thanks to the Steam Summer Sale, I paid, I think, $7 for the game. And then, um, like, the whole time I was, I seen this game, it was called Dyson Fear, Dyson Sphere Project. And, I didn't pull the trigger on buying it the first time. I bought Seven Days to Die. So whenever I didn't feel like playing Seven Days to Die, I looked for that game then. And I bought it on Sunday, Saturday. And that game is... That game is a pretty, pretty in-depth game. You basically... Um... I think it's kind of like No Man's Sky, but without the graphics. And you're basically in a mech suit. And you seem to be, I don't know, you seem to be, like, when you're on the planet, like, you can build stuff and you can see it in space. Like... It seems like the stuff's bigger on than the planet, you know, than, the, than it should be on the planet. But if you get around that, the game is pretty in-depth. Like, you've got 
obviously you got to mine your ores and you got to mine your you know cut down trees and stuff like that and then you got to you know make stuff with that you know with that stuff and then you got to get coal to basically fuel your mech you know the thing that you're walking around in and then later in the game you got to use coal to make graphite and then you got to basically do all this research in the game and then you mine for oil but this whole time like you're building like let's say you build a mining thing like a, a thing that mines you know iron ore for, for example you could set up a conveyor belt from there anywhere you want to and you know, let's say you take it from there to like a refiner and it makes it into iron ingots and then you could take that on a conveyor belt that comes out of that building and take it to, you know, to some other building that makes it into steel or something else and you could take it out of that building and put it in a box or put it, you know, somewhere else or whatever. And right now I have it, so I have two oil um, things mining oil. It goes in the one conveyor belt, and then the conveyor belt come, goes back to basically my home thing because it's basically, I don't know, like the, the closest oil mines that I found were a quarter of a way around the, around the freaking planet. But I built conveyor belts all the way back to my home base. And then I have three oil, you know, refiners there that I'm refining the oil. You refine it in the hydrogen and um, basically refined, refined crude oil or whatever. And then you could take the refined crude oil and make graphite, I think, out of it. And you take the hydrogen and you have to make something else so you can do a bunch more research. But all this stuff takes, you know, a shit ton of time. And, like, right now I'm stuck because, like I said, I have the conveyor belts going past, the, past my refiners, but I can't figure out how my refiners pick the oil off the conveyor belt and then refine it and then spit it out the back and you know the two different conveyor belts one being hydrogen one being you know refined oil I can't even figure out how to get the oil into the place you know and it's set up right and like everywhere I look on YouTube and stuff it says just put the input in from the conveyor belt to the you know the refiner and then you're done but they never like the biggest thing that like my biggest complaint about these people that are telling you how to play this game on YouTube is they never tell you the fucking buttons you're hitting like they automatically think you know these buttons well if you're watching a fucking how-to you don't know the goddamn buttons you're supposed to press So, yeah, that's where I'm stuck right now, and I can't sit, seem to figure out 
pallet to get my refiners to take the shit off the belt. So basically standing around the refiners, putting crude oil in, and then taking the hydrogen and shit out of three different, um, you know, three different refiners. And then I got to run down and, you know, pick up coal every now and then. So basically, you know, I'm stockpiling all this shit so I can do a whole bunch of research because, like, I need hydrogen and graphite, like a shit ton of it to make, like, one item. And, like, this, like, it takes forever to to do all this. For example, I made, I was, like, before I started doing the show, I was making, I think, like, 1,500 graphite, and then, you know, the stuff that you combine the graphite and the hydrogen to make the other thing, I made, I don't know, a couple hundred of them, and it's taken, like, 3,000 seconds if you do the math on that shit, like, I did the math on 2,000 seconds. It was, like, 30-some minutes. I'm, like, the other, like, yesterday, because I was making something else, I'm, like, fuck, is that a long time? Because that's what your, your mech's making it. Like, your character's making it, but you can still walk around and do other shit. But you still, like, let's say you wanted to build something else. Like, let's say you wanted to build a building. Your ass has to wait that 30-some minutes or 40-some minutes or whatever whatever you're at before you can make that building because you're sitting there waiting unless you want to cancel it. But, you know, depends on what you need more. But it's basically the game I'm going to kill the this month with. And when Diablo 2 Resurrected comes out <laughs> next month, that's basically I'll put that on the shelf and... Um, like Diablo 2. I liked, like, games like this, I, li I enjoy every now and then. Like, I was playing, I was playing some, like, some tower defense game. Because I played it on my, my 360 back in the day. And then they had a newer one on, on Steam for, like, a couple bucks, you know, a couple years ago. So I bought it, and I enjoyed them tower defense games. But then, like, I upgraded from my, my Intel computer whenever it died, and I built this one. And ever since I built this one, it has the same graphics card, but obviously the AMD processor and stuff. I can't even play that game anymore. So it just sits in my Steam library, and I can't even play it. So, um, so yeah, I'm just... Dyson Sphere project is made on the Unity engine. I've heard the engine before, but I don't know quite know what game other games are made on it. But it seems pretty good. There's like no lag or anything. Doesn't I don't ever see it doing stuttering or anything like that. So it's been an early access now for like six months, but I don't know. The game's pretty. Pretty fun, uh, you know. Obviously, you're gonna waste a shit ton of time on it because building all this stuff and you know the the whole basically the whole premise is you want to get 
enough research done on the first planet, then you're going to go to another planet, you know, like, let's say one planet doesn't have one resource, you jump to another planet that has that resource, and basically the whole goal is to make a Dyson sphere around the sun that's at that um, solar system, and then you basically have unlimited power for whatever you want, so, so yeah, that's, basically the whole goal of the game and then I guess you go to another solar system after that and you basically start over again and you do it all over but I don't know I I quite enjoyed this you know this first weekend of the game and um, yeah there's not I watched, I think I watched, what the hell is it called, either Resurrecting or not Resurrecting, The Reconstruction of China, I watched most of that and I fell asleep, but that's, like I don't know if anybody watched obviously wrestling back in the 90s, but her and this other person, like they're always, like they're always in the back of my mind. Because I went to a comic convention in this town, I think back in 2015, something like that. And I went there to get, you know, protect, like really thick protective covers for expensive comic books. And to get one comic book, you know, one comic book signed by the artist, and it was a Death of Wolverine comic. It was a cover from, you know, I think it was, I think the comic book um, store that paid him to make this cover. I think it was from um, Las Vegas, Nevada. And I found it online because I was, at that point in time, the death of Wolverine. I was trying to collect every single cover I possibly could of that comic book. So I got the, the Herb Trimp um, cover from Las Vegas, Nevada. It got mailed to me. And just so happened, like, you know, that August... He was at that comic convention. And then, like, this is this is probably the first and only comic convention I went to because I went there for a couple things. You know, you pay 20 bucks to get in. You know, you're going to you're going to look around a little while before you walk back out. So I went to the artist, you know, went to Herb Trimp, which, you know, he was an artist for Marvel back in the 70s. He's the one that um, drew the Incredible Hulk 180 and 181, you know, the first appearance of of um, Wolverine. And, you know, the death of Wolverine, he did a cover for it, so I wanted him to sign this cover. And then after that, after he signed it and stuff, and I thanked him, you know, 
I walked around and I was like, well, let's see what um, let's see what celebrities are here. I I didn't obviously go talk to any celebrity because I could give two shits about any celebrity. I met the only celebrity that I cared to ever meet. I don't care to meet any celebrity after him. But it just so happened that China was at that convention, and I, I looked at her when I was walking through, and she was talking to somebody that you know was around her didn't pay attention what they look like or anything like that and I just kept walking didn't think anything of it a couple months go by Herb Trump passes away like well the guy was probably old you know he making comic books in the 70s that makes him at least you know 60 years old you know, he wasn't young and he wasn't old, but, you know, he passed away. And a little while after that, then China passes away. And I'm like, what is with me? Like, I looked at them two people specifically, and they both kicked the bucket, you know, months later. And, you know, it's... I always think about that day because, you know, the person I talked to, that artist, ended up passing away months later. And then China, the only celebrity that I actually looked at there, she ended up passing away. And um, so then I, I watched this documentary about her. And she was living fine in, I guess, Japan. And I guess somebody in like 2010, you know, some people decided they were going to make a documentary about her. They brought her back to the United States. Essentially got her, you know, the, the they essentially did is they got her hooked back on drugs. And then they basically, you know, she obviously OD'd and fucking died, but. And then, um, you know, their whole plan was to make this, you know, this grand thing of China's back and she's going to be wrestling again and, you know, this and that. But um, they ended up, essentially, they ended up killing her. And, um, yeah, Vice did a good job of, you know, taking the footage that these idiots made, you know, 10, 11 years ago, and they ended up, you know, making it a cohesive documentary about, you know, the last couple months of China's life, last couple years or whatever, you know, but it's crazy that you know, she was living fine in Japan, not a single problem. And she meets these people that basically inhibit, you know, were inhibitors to her getting hooked back on drugs and um, ultimately ending her life. But, um, yeah, that's. That's the, the, the stuff I've watched in the last 
you know, a couple weeks. I um, haven't watched, I haven't listened to many. Um, I'm just gonna listen to podcasts this weekend. You know, like um, Rogan and stuff like that, but. You're playing Seven Days to Die. That's the thing I hate about this game. You're playing Seven Days to Die and you're listening to something. You can't tell when there's a zombie around you because you can't fucking hear them. And then, um, yeah, it gets annoying. So I didn't listen to anything. And then I didn't really think about it when I was playing Dyson Sphere Program because, I, you know, listening to... to the dude talk about the beginning of the game and stuff like that but um there's some pretty good guests on rogan lately um can't think there's one on a youtube clip that um i'm like wow i interviewed them and i haven't um haven't listened to it yet but Basically, the only thing I've been doing other than that was the deep dives on the deep dives on. Um, I think the YouTube channel's biographics. That dude Simon Whistler, I think his name's Simon Whistler. He does. It's like five different channels. <coughs> and um, I initially heard of him whenever I started listening to. Watching him do business plays, but his biographics YouTube channel, he does a lot of you know obviously biographics, you know biographies on people, and um, I essentially went through, you know I got back into the serial killers and stuff like that. There was a dude. You know, the person that there's... I don't think that there's a documentary about him. I think... I want to say Dr. Sam Shepard. I say I'm not 100% sure that's his first name. But that dude was in England. And that dude killed over 200 people before he got caught. And, you know, he was... He's a by far the person that killed the most amount of people, you know, serial killer-wise. The, the only reason he got caught is one of the last people he killed, you know. And this is the crazy thing about it is, like, all these old people would go to him, and they, you know, obviously you trust your doctor, and, you know, he would tell them stories like, you know, I need to come over and take a, take some of your blood to do this study or do something, you know, and they're, you know, they're happy about it. You know, they're, they're okay with it. And he would give them basically, you know, he would OD them on, on um, morphine or something like that, and then they would just die. And... You know, he would kept telling, you know, kept telling coroners basically to cremate the bodies and stuff like that. And 
The only reason he got caught is one of the last people he did it to. Like a couple days before he killed her. He basically he basically wrote a new will. Willing him everything that that lady owned, like four hundred thousand dollars and all this shit. And then her daughter's like, you know, there's something fucked up about this. And, you know, then they do the, you know, the dusting for fingerprints and stuff like that on the letter and the, the you know, the old ladies, none of the old ladies' fingerprints were on the letter. And the doctor's, like, the doctor's, like, one whole palm print was on, like, one part of the letter and it's like, you're the one that did it. There was that one, and I went and I, um, I did a deep. He also, they also had um, basically cult leaders on there. Obviously, watched the Jim Jones one, and. I didn't know, of course, I was 10, 11 years old whenever the Waco stuff happened. I didn't know they went in, went into the compound, and then, you know, they shot him and stuff like that, and then they basically backed out, and he went somewhere else, came back, and then, you know, a couple months later, the the FBI or whatever went back in, and then somebody shot first, and then, you know, they, they, they basically infiltrated the compound that they were in, and somehow, you know, all the, the church that they were all in, you know, caught fire, and they basically all died in the fire in that church. But I didn't know, like, they were... The, the government went in twice. That's pretty, um, it's pretty messed up. Then they threw, they said that basically the Oklahoma City bombing was in, re in retaliation of, you know, the, the U.S. government infiltrating, you know, the Waco people. I didn't know anything. I just assume that the Oklahoma City person was just, you know, again, 10, 11 years old whenever that stuff happened. But, um, yeah, that's basically all I've been doing the past couple of weeks. That and work, essentially. Um, I. The reason I'm doing this late is because my parents came to visit me. They were out to visit my mom, my mom and dad went out to visit my um, my mom's brother this weekend, and um, you know on their way back they came and visited me a little bit. That's why it's a little bit later than it usually is on a, this Sunday, but guys hear the stuff that's the fireworks gone off <laughs> obviously it's the 4th of July but um, 
But yeah, there might be there might be some stuff going on with the family. I don't know. Like my mom, my mom said my brother's pretty um like pretty shaken up about you know what's going on in his life. If you guys don't, um, I've never mentioned this on the show before. You know, ever since, like, ever since my brother was a teenager, my brother chose alcohol over anything. Like, as kids grew up, my brother was drunk most of the time that they were growing up. My brother would do stuff with the kids, you know, but not really, like, like he, w he might go to, like, you know, the, the amusement park around here is Kennywood. He might go to Kennywood, you know, maybe. He might not go. Like, he missed, he missed his daughter's graduation. Because he, you know, he claimed that he had stuff to do that day. But you know damn well it was because he was drinking. And, you know, I, I, I came from, a, you know, an hour and a half drive away to watch my, to watch my niece graduate. And my brother didn't even do that. And, you know, it's, now that my brother's in his, almost mid 40s he you know I think he had like back I remember back when I still lived at home I was still like late teens my brother would always like get drunk and like obviously and then he would um he would wreck cars like he would buy a car and like he, he like he knew within the first year of him owning this car he would total it and the one time he totaled a, a Jeep Wrangler like he he rolled the thing on a main on like on a highway like drunk and like the the cops the only reason the cops didn't get him for a DUI because <clears throat> like 30, 30 miles away from, you know, at the same time my brother rolled his Jeep, some dude committed suicide and the cop had to go there afterwards. So that's the only reason my brother was never taken in for a breathalyzer or, you know, blood drawn or anything like that. So like my brother's gotten lucky a lot of times in his life and then then he got his DUI, and he supposedly, he said that he told the judge that he was never going to quit drinking, and shit like that, and that was in his, that was in his 30s, and I guess now, like, my mom, like, he quit after he had his heart attack, he quit for like a month or two, and then he went back. But, um, 
But then, um, you know, and he, he, that dude drinks, like, I think it's like a 30-pack every every day or every two days or something like that. So the dude's, the dude's drinking a lot of alcohol. And, um, I guess now something, I don't know, like, if my brother's, finally, like, wisen up, or if, you know, if he essentially thinks that if he keeps going down this path, he's going to be dead before he's 50. Something, something in his brain finally clicked, and I guess he wants to quit drinking, but he says he can't. And he can't go into rehab because, you know, he can't afford to, can't afford to pay the bills at home, you know, with just on his wife's, basically, income, you know, because up there they don't make nearly as much as I do down here. I think I make just about as much as both of them do combined, um, not saying anything, but, but yeah, he's, um, I guess my mom said he, he was talking to her yesterday or the day before, he just started breaking down and crying and stuff like that, and then hung up on my mom, and, um, you know, I don't know what's going to happen, but, um, you know, essentially, my brother needs help, but the number one person I, you know, number one person to help somebody is yourself. Essentially, now he's wants to help himself, but you know, I don't. Luckily, other than tobacco products, luckily. Thank, you know, thank whoever. I've never, I've never waken up one day, and I, I, I poke fun of this, you know, and I don't know. It's, like, I've never been in a situation, and I've never, I've never been offered anything more than, more than um, marijuana. But I think if I ever was offered anything more than marijuana, I probably would say no anyway. That's just kind of person I am, because like they basically beat it in your brains that you know that if you do heroin once or you do this once or if you do that once, you're gonna be hooked and stuff like that. And you know, I just. In the in all the years I've been around, I've never, I've never been the kind of person I just want to be like, man, I really want to try heroin today. I really want to do crack. You know, where where can I get me some crack? I just like back back when I was a teenager, I smoked weed pretty, you know, 
like every other teenager did back then in the 90s. And, you know, back in the early 2000s, one day, and I, I, I'll remember this day probably for the rest of my life, one day I was smoking weed and I got drunk at the same time. And then we went bowling, you know, midnight bowling with the, just the lane lights on, everything else is pitch black, they're playing music and stuff, you know, that's what they did back then in a small town. And, um, you know, I, I sat there that day and I go, man, I would really just rather drink than smoke weed. And then, you know, that basically that day forward, I didn't smoke weed for for a long time. And then a couple years after that day, you know, after I totaled a brand new car, I went, you know, well, you don't need to drink either. And, you know, I drink every now and then. I, you know, I haven't drank probably in, well, April last year was the last time I actually drank, but before then, I, I can't remember the last time I did drink, and, you know, I, 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 I never understood, like, how you could get, like, in the, into the situations people are in, like my brother, you know, you could have, you could have drank on weekends and then just be like, you know what, I'm good. But something, you know, something in him just didn't want to fucking stop. And I don't know. I, the thing that sucks is, you know, my boss, which I fucking hated that guy. That dude would drink hard alcohol. Like, like, um... Um, the fuck was it? Um, vodka. Like, you'd walk into his office, you know, at work, and, like, you would just smell the vodka in, in the room. And, like, his boss didn't do shit about it. Like, from day one, that dude was, like, getting drunk at work. You know, and that dude died whenever... That dude died whenever he was 45 years old. And that dude looked like he was like 60 or 70 whenever that fucking dude died. And he ended up getting a brain tumor and fucking dying from, from drinking so much. Like that dude, <clears throat> supposedly, and he, he, even, he even, like, when he was at work, he even, he even, um... Even crack jokes about it. I guess if you get so many DUIs in certain states, you know, I think um, Ohio is one of them because that's where the dude was from. If you get X, like, I don't even know how many DUIs it is, but if you get Ohio's license plates are white. If you get a certain amount of DUIs, they change your license plate to red or something. And I didn't even know that shit until that dude told me this. And then he cracked the joke about it. And it's like, you're proud of this? It's like, 
that's pretty fucked. But, you know, it is what it is. And I just, I just wish my brother, like I always just wish my brother would get back to the, the duty was whenever we were growing up. We could be, you know, talk to each other more than just holidays and stuff like that. But I don't condone his way of life. I don't condone what he did to his, you know, the way he raised his kids. I don't condone, you know, all the shit that he did. And, um, yeah. That's basically about it. Basically about it with the show. That's my history of my brother and the um, the trials and tribulations he's going through right now. But, um, yeah, that's about it. <clears throat> um, I always say this and never do it. I'm going to try and do a show next week. But, um, we'll see what happens. Um, yeah. Wanna get a hold of me on Twitter? It's at Shazam081. If you want to get a hold of the show, it's at Hearthstone Hell. Um again. Guys want to um guys wanna play Diablo 2 Resurrected together. Hit me up on Twitter. And, um, you know, we'll get that, um, get that all straightened up. And, yeah, I'll be playing, I'll be playing the first day of beta for a long time after that. Like, again, hopefully I get a house before September 23rd, but I, um, going to try to stream that game at least a couple times a week you know hopefully work is better from September on usually we start start slowing down September October November ish so hopefully you know when we slow down just so happens to be the time that um, Diablo 2 comes out but, um, yeah, that's basically about it for the show this week. Again, Shazam081 and at Hearthstone Hell. And, um, yeah, I'll see you guys next week or the following week, but hopefully next week. And um, you guys have a good rest of your 4th of July and the uh, week that's coming up. So um, see you guys later.